Clovercrest Media proudly presents Divided We Stand. Divided We Proudly Stand. We're gonna have a little fun tonight. We're gonna talk about some terrible things. I could have said, Mitt, drop to your knees. He would have dropped to his knees. You're fired. Starring Joe Aguirre and Brian Forster. Very fine people on both sides. I didn't come along and divide this country. I think it's a disgrace. I stand here ready to work with you. Let me talk quiet. And we will make America great again. Divided. We stand not as two parties, but as one nation. This past week, with a coalition of D-Day veterans behind him, President Trump received bipartisan praise for his remarks commemorating the 75th anniversary of the battle. These men ran through the fires of hell, moved by a force no weapon could destroy. The men behind me will tell you that they are just the lucky ones. As one of them recently put it, all the heroes are buried here. But we know what these men did. We knew how brave they were. They came here and saved freedom. And then they went home and showed us all what freedom is all about. Charles Smith couldn't even blow that political layup. <laughs> Trump, Trump deserves credit. His retelling of the battle came across as heartfelt. He even had a 97-year-old paratrooper named Tom Rice joining in on the reenactment on Omaha Beach. President Trump nailed that speech so hard, it signed McElhavenati to a retainer. <laughs> the only way Trump blows that is if he goes off script. Even he's not going to say Tom Rice, a tremendous patriot and very much unlike Crooked Hillary. He knows it's not the right audience. It, it's not. He'll wait until he can talk to Hannity. It's better for ratings. You know what's also good for ratings? Unsuspecting character reveals and exciting plot twists. You might think, but no. <laughs> Sticking it to Mexico. Oh, of course. Trump tweeted Friday, the tariffs scheduled to be implemented by the U.S. on Monday against Mexico are hereby indefinitely suspended. The president says that his newly signed agreement with Mexico uh, makes them more accountable on immigration at the border it also helped to change the narrative from an underwhelming jobs report. It turns out Mexicans aren't stealing our jobs. They're not. Even they're disappointed that only 75,000 <laughs> new ones were created in May, when many economists predicted it would be more than double that. Exactly. Of course. Now, jobs report aside, the deal is a positive that the president can sell. Now, if only China would fall for his old, we're imposing 25% tariffs negotiating trick. Trade wars are so easy to win. Sometimes. Otherwise, our farmers and taxpayers pay for it. You know Trump was starting to feel it this week. He got a little too comfortable, and then this happened. He tweeted, For all the money we are spending, NASA should not be talking about going to the moon. We did that 50 years ago. That should be focused on much bigger things that we're doing, including Mars, of which the moon is a part. Defense and science. Whenever this guy <laughs> refers to science, he should do so with quotations. Yes, sir. On the other hand, <laughs> I can't wait for Space Force. It's going to be starring great. Starring President Trump as Dark Helmet. <laughs> and I see your Schwartz is as big as mine. We ain't found shit. <laughs> you could say that he flew a little too close to the sun this past week, which is also not part of Mars. 
We have a very special guest sitting in for today's show. Wayne Edwards is a distinguished lecturer at the University of New Haven. He owns his own production company, Wayne Edwards Productions. He's also a freelance producer. He spent 17 years at ESPN. He is an Emmy award-winning producer, a great media guy. Wayne, thanks so much for joining us today. We really do appreciate it. All right, thanks, guys. (laughs) Very good impersonations there. Love it. It's really, really great. No, thanks, guys, for having me. This is going to be fun. Good discussions here. Absolutely. All right, so this week, top Republicans warned the president against imposing new tariffs on Mexican imports, saying the president risks an embarrassing congressional reversal if he goes through with the plan. President Trump had threatened to impose 5% tariffs on Mexico, 5 percentage points each month, up to 25% by October 1st. Uh, Even Ted Cruz came out and uh, talked about this kind of being a giant game of chicken. Great news. This whole thing's now been averted. The president uh, tweeted out there's this new deal with Mexico that will avoid the tariffs, so they are indefinitely suspended, but... Guys, you're going to find this hard to believe. The terms were actually agreed two months ago. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. This whole thing was just a big charade. He just throws out 25%. It's just like, oh, it sounds good. 25%. No one wants that. Listen, this is all good practice for when he's out of office and The Apprentice comes back. <laughs> okay. The highest ratings it's of any Great negotiating season. tools, right? And before you get fired, you can always say, well, look, look, look. Tariffs. Two years ago, you did tariffs. It was twenty five percent, and you won. <laughs> so why why am I on the, why am I on the chopping block? Uh, is that that's Geraldo saying that you're fired? <laughs> <laughs> and then lo and behold, the way things goes in entertainment, Excuse he'll be me, back Mr. with another Busey, talk show. We do not accept your tariffs. <laughs> All I'll say is this: I'm still stunned. Gary Busey doesn't work at the White House. Because I would have thought by that's, now... That's term two. It's too is hot that, right now. Is yeah, that what yeah. it is? Term two, bringing in Busey. You know, I'm, I'm at the point now where, like, just bringing up the fact that this guy lied again is not even noteworthy at all. It's, I mean, like, uh, the times or which, whoever's keeping that count, we're at like 10,000. Li- what are we keeping that clock for? I don't even understand what the point of that is. Yeah, what is, what is the culminating factor, right, when it when it comes in? Because once the administration is over, it really doesn't matter anymore, right? Right. Right? So when it's over, it's almost like an ESPN stat that's, like, almost meaningless, right, when it's done and over. Well, he has lied over his eight-year span. Could be eight years. Yeah. Could be. Imagine. Uh, well, it's just be. for comparison sake, right? sake. So when you look at the second term, you can say, well, he's lying less frequently than he did in the first first term. I think that's what it's for. First term since. <laughs> that's right. He's feeling his way. You know, he's not right. a politician. Yeah. I mean, literally after, like, the 30th lie on that list, if nothing was going to ever come of it, they should have just stopped keeping track. It started day one with the whole inauguration. Like, best one period. Right. Wow. Best so one many more period. than Obama. <laughs> he said, yeah. What are we? What? Are we serious here? Is he's this guy good, serious with this? He's got a good Photoshop guy. He's really good Photoshop yeah. guy. Good tweet writer, too. <sighs> At real Donald Trump. The Twitters. <laughs> the Twitters, boy. The Twitters. Uh, well. Uh, well, but this isn't I don't think it's a bad thing. So his agreement with Mexico is supposed to slow down migration of the border, which I don't I still don't think is nearly as big of a problem as as some media outlets will suggest. But for people who who think that 
you need to address the issues in Central America. This is moving in that direction. I don't think that's a bad thing. Obviously, there's a lot of economic issues. There's a lot of cultural issues. There's a lot of things for why people are coming to America. So if you're starting to stem the tide through Mexico, I don't think that's a bad thing. But you're relying on Mexico to do what's right and uphold American values, which could be a problem. It is a problem because it's a... It's a different country, folks. Sure. Yeah. Uh, it's out yeah. of jurisdiction. Right. And these folks are coming from Central America and coming through. Man, oh, man. Um, I, I can't even even tell you where, where, where to begin in my thinking of things because my thinking of things, first of all, to let people know that I am, I am an independent person. I am an independent voter. I was Democratic, but went... To, I'm like, there's flaws on both sides here. Sure. And... I'm my own person, right? So I'm going to take the values and the beliefs, you know, what I was growing up with, and, you know, I translate that to, is this the right thing or is this not the right thing? Do I vote for this person because of that or vote for this person because of because of these values? Um, when, when it comes to the immigration thing, I mean, all this stuff, the bottom line on all this is we as individuals, we've got to start researching for ourselves here. Right. We can't be going by headlines. We, we certainly can't be going with networks that are owned by different entities and those entities slant to certain ways. Um, when I teach because I teach journalism and 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 broadcast production. Right. And in these journalism classes, guys, we've got to filter out the bullshit. Right. We've got to say it's OK to be skeptical. And when you're skeptical, you got to find out things on your own. Well, and that also leads to having conversations about issues. And right. just because you disagree with somebody doesn't mean you you jump down their throat. Like right. understanding where people are coming from right. is something that we've lost. Doesn't mean you throw milkshakes at them. Well, it's important too to understand. You know, one of the things with people on the right is their opposition to Syrian refugees. A country that we, along with the Russians, have been bombing the crap out of. Where are these people supposed to go? And when you're the one raining the bombs down, isn't that sort of your responsibility maybe to give those people a place to live for the time being? You talk about Central America. From the late 70s, probably through right now, I mean, the influence we've had on Central and South American countries and in some cases, with our CIA sort of undermining governments or... Not even sort of. So, I'm yeah. trying to be nice here. I'm saying. I'm, this is me saying allegedly. You know, I'm not really an allegedly kind of guy. Oh. Yeah, we've been, we've been involved in their affairs for way too long. And I'm a big Ronald Reagan guy. And, and I mean, he was all about stopping communism from, from getting into, into South and Central America, where it might have worked. But we didn't give it a chance because we undermined it at, at, at every opportunity that we had. And now we're confused as to why there's corruption in those governments, why people are starving and migrating thousands of miles to come to a place that when I was growing up was referred to as the land of opportunity. Mm, mm -hmm. And and now we kind of want to, I mean, again, Trump wants to put up a, a no vacancy sign on Ellis Island. And that's just not true. There's still plenty of room here at the end. Can you imagine Tucker Carlson with a no vacancy sign on the <laughs> at Ellis Island? Just like a remote broadcast all week long. Just terrible. Mm. Uh, now, the president didn't surprise anybody this week on his trip to England. He called Mayor's London 
a stone cold loser. That's the go-to line right there. It really loser. is. Loser is the go-to it, line. Yeah, it's attention grabbing. Loser. <laughs> Sadiq Khan, the mayor of London, and the president have exchanged. I don't want to say insults because Khan's never stooped to that level. Only our president does. Khan says smart things and makes intelligent observations, and the president responds no. with some kind of nasty... Loser things. Yes, generally speaking. Uh, it's embarrassing when our president goes to another country, especially a country that's an ally of mm, ours right. and is roundly booed by everybody. But he would dispute by everybody. <laughs> he would always dispute by That's everybody. Right. That's right. Tiny crowds of protesters. Right. right. When they're anti-Trump, they're yeah. small crowds. They're, they're, they're very small That's crowds. Right. Um, it's very simple. When Donald has to go overseas, just read the script. Just read the script. And things will be all right. It makes there it harder to get in trouble. There right. are very smart people writing some really smart stuff. Just read it. And crossing just, their fingers. Just read it. Right. They're 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 crossing they're hugging each other, actually. <laughs> they're like, oh shit, don't don't don't, don't. My oh, favorite is, is when they around. have do when they're rolling video of his advisors while he's giving a speech. And when he goes off script, you see the the cringy. Yeah, faces. they can't hold it. They can't hold yeah. it. Oh, no, don't go there. Nah, no, he, I didn't write that. But he always goes there, uh, including... Stephen Miller might have written that. Stephen Miller uh, is the worst human being on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> no bias. I'm just going to say that, and I mean, anyone's welcome to make an argument uh, against it. You're going to lose. Uh, the president also called for uh, a boycott of AT&T. Why? Not because he's unhappy with his cell phone service. He's still <laughs> tweeting like a madman. Because the same, the parent company uh, owns CNN. Okay. And so he wants to punish AT&T because they also own CNN. So if he can't shut down Washington oh. Post and Amazon, yes. he's going after AT&T and CNN. AT now, <laughs> here's my favorite part of the story. AT&T stock immediately went up, like through the roof. Sort of like some years ago when the president uh, called for a boycott of Apple. And then they put out a new iPhone, and the stocks went through the roof. <laughs> what do you say? Right? Because it's get my freaking XR. Apple. <laughs> turns, turns out Apple's all right. I, I've been a Republican my entire life, and, and I and I I say that with no pride anymore. It, I could so easily go back if this kind of stuff. This is below the office of the president of the United States. My, look, I was a George W. Bush fan. Okay, that's loyalty. Because that guy was pretty bad in retrospect. But I stuck it out. I towed the company line, even though I knew better. This, I got to I gotta put my foot down. I can't. But that's where <laughs> I the, can't do it. That's where the party has moved, though. You've got Donald Trump and his supporters. Love I'm not the fact moving that, there. They love the fact that, oh, he's taking on AT&T. He's taking on CNN. He's a, he's a one-man wrecking crew. They love it. And it's a man with a very, very thin skin. Oh yeah, very thin skin. Well, you could, you saw it with uh, last year in London with the with the Trump blimp, with the Trump blimp, right? <laughs> that came back. Now Sky, Sky News, their whole promo was the shadow overcasting Big Ben, shadow overcasting, and it's the blimp. It's the Trump blimp. Trump is in town. Full coverage on Sky News all this week. Uh, so, if a reputable news organization in that country is promoting a Trump blimp on a presidential 
state visit for for their country in front of their country what does that say about how foreign entities are looking at this guy yeah I but mean, what do you say to the ignorant trump supporter who comes out with this doozy i don't care what the world thinks as if the entire world economy has nothing to do with us like as if we don't need to be uh amicable partners with all of these other countries you don't have to care what the people of france or england or germany think of the president but does it affect the bottom line mm -hmm. and even a good if he was a good businessman and he's not because if he was he would know that and he would act accordingly but his, his so his America first policies are they're they're symptomatic of, of a it's, a it's a larger thing it's not just America you look at Brexit you look at you look at a lot of things going on in Europe I mean there's a nationalist faction that is emboldened and Trump is just the American version of that look at Brexit I mean they they voted to get out of Brexit without a plan because Britain first. Why are they sharing resources with the EU? Well, they're not still trying to figure that out. Yeah. Well, they had no plan. Not realizing and, everything. Oh, by the together. way, they have more than two political parties. So imagine that here. Uh, former Trump aide Hope Hicks has agreed oh. to turn over some documents to House Democrats despite White House orders to disobey congressional subpoenas. Uh, Jerry Nadler, who uh, is quickly becoming villain number one in Trump land, uh, said Replacing Hicks, Adam Schiff? Yes, sir. Uh, said Hicks had turned over some of the requested documents. As a black person in America, let me sit and ponder whether or not I want to pull over some documents for either a court hearing or if I get subpoenaed, eh, let me think about it before I send it to you. Get out of here. Are you kidding me? You right. get back to us you in the six weeks. That? Let us no, know. Luxury. Let us right. know what you'll yeah. see. Right. Imagine that. Get out of here. <laughs> take your time with it, sir. Yeah, take your time. Think about it. <laughs> yeah. Matter of fact, I'm going to talk to the New York Times and I'll have them write an article about <laughs> how I'm contemplating whether or not to hand over my documents. Could use I'll that, get back to you guys. Listen, don't call me. Right. I'll call you. Right. I could pencil you in for like a late August. Right. So, let, so let's marinate on that. They're letting Hope Hicks think about it. Meanwhile, any black person in America or minority in America that is in a, facing the same situation, they would be up their ass nonstop. Yeah. I have two daughters that are 18 and 16 and I, I I would say weekly I have the conversation with them that this is not normal this isn't how it works and I don't know why it's happening and I'm trying to stop it that's why we do this podcast because this is insane this is insane that the, uh, literally these requested the, the White House is just sitting on stuff they just they're just gonna like do what Trump does and just not acknowledge any of this. Yeah, we're going to let it ride. Eventually, somebody's going to forget. Pretty much. But, or, or there'll be something else that comes out and, and it, it buries right. the story. Or, oh, look this way. Right? right? Shiny object. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Squirrel. Things could only get worse for us at this point. Uh, Russia and China, two presidents of these countries, are getting together. They have signed over 30 agreements since their last visit, which was just a few months ago, uh, President Xi called Russia's president a friend. He reiterated Putin's view, saying that our cooperation is based on mutual trust. It seems like when things didn't go well with Trump, 
that Putin found a new best friend. And he found one of our worst enemies to be his new best friend. And that is problematic because we're trying to win a trade war with China Mm. and Russia is helping them. And that's got to be confusing for Trump because usually Putin helps him. So the whole dynamic is off now. Here's where in the future, Donald's tariff kind of, uh, people are going to start calling his bluff on, on, on imposing tariffs and stuff, especially learning that, hey, two months ago, we already made this agreement. Now you're coming out with it now. What kind of negotiating tactic is this? That's so, how he's done business his entire so, career, though. Probably right. Putin and, and, and China are, are, are seeing this. And they are seeing this for the facade that it is. Well, and it makes sense that China would be buddy-buddy with Putin. Yep. Because geographically, they're right there. They have a lot of the same interests. Stability. You've got President Xi's a, a lifetime uh, appointee. I mean, he's he better make nice with Putin. It's in his best interests. And Trump really likes that lifetime appointment. Yeah, he's not too bad. talked about it quite a bit. It's not right. too bad. You can't have a new best friend. I'm your best friend. <laughs> Many people are Who saying. is this guy? <laughs> it's hard to believe given all that happened with Russia in that last election, that they're not good friends now. I'm almost disappointed that Trump and Putin aren't, like, meeting and hanging on the regular. It's almost disappointing given all that happened. Did you see that story this past week, too, about the Russian uh, naval ship that almost Oh, yes, yeah. Yeah, so it almost hit. It was an uh, American-guided missile carrier. I mean, they were really close. They're saying less than 200 feet. Yeah, yeah. They're like... Was this just negligence? Was this just like no, the, the game was, of chicken? Like there were said? a bunch of incidents last year uh, in Alaska where that. they were crossing into our airspace and they, uh, there was an interception. And then, yeah, I mean, things things are getting a little hairy out there. And that's mm-hmm. not in any other situation. Boy, there would be some retribution there. And here it's just like, ah, well, that sucked. Well, and he goes ahead and he says things like, oh, well, he knows more than the generals. And he, I mean, how is that helpful? How is that? How helpful? is that helpful? You've Bolt, against Bolton too. Yeah, it's like outward aggression. Right. And you, you mean you should address it? Say something. Oh, I would say so. <laughs> uh, our guest this week is Wayne Edwards. You can check him out WayneEdwardsProductions.com. Uh, we're going to take a quick look now at some local news. It's brought to you by this great CMG podcast. Clovercrest Media Group presents a CMG podcast. Unsung reruns. I think that this is a show that deserves more recognition than it ever gets. That was kind of where it all started, is that I really think that uh, we're all going to make our best plain noises in the microphone. Okay, you're good enough to fake your way through. Streaming everywhere. Well, the Connecticut legislative session came to an end this week, and we're going to sort of just deep dive into into things that passed, things that didn't pass. The governor guaranteed some things were going to happen, and thankfully, they did not. Mm. Uh, so just kind of a, we'll just sort of run through some of these things. Some of these are really good. Uh, the state raising minimum wage to $15 an hour incrementally. Incrementally is key. By 2023. Right. It's good that we're doing it. It's, uh, you know, even at $15 an hour, you're still really poor if that's your full-time gig. But 
uh, at least it puts you in the stratosphere of being able to survive. Right. And also in the words of, in, in the realm of small business, uh, it incrementally helps small businesses uh, to adjust uh, over time. Although some have said it's happening too quickly. And, and if most of your workers are minimum wage workers, you know, you're going from 10, 10 to, to 15 bucks in, in five years. That's a lot of burden on your payroll year over year. You're not projecting sales next year to be the same as this year. You're looking at an increase. You're planning on your company doing better next year and then the year after mm -hmm. that. And you're projecting. And so, yeah, your your costs are going to go up a little bit, too. That should be part of your business plan, though. That should just naturally be a part of when you're growing a company. It is now. <laughs> and it should be. And your conversation and with the accountant, too. That's yeah, right. listen. It's a shame that our government has to force companies to pay people a living wage. It just is. You know, look, there, there was a time when people like William Ford just did the right thing because that was the thing to do. And when they stopped doing that, that's where unions came in and they were like, well, we'll make it happen. Mm. And, you know, listen, for anybody who thinks that, that, that the dissolving of unions is a good thing, I mean, sure, there's some corruption in unions, but... You, you don't want the government to have to be involved in what people are getting paid. And it's a, again, it's a shame it has to happen, but that's business owners not being responsible and not taking care of, of their own uh, business. No, I agree. I mean, whatever you want to say about unions and union deals, I know people get frustrated that you lock into, you know, 10-year CBAC deals. But unions, there's a reason they exist over the course of the history. They've helped the workers. They've, mm. they've helped people. Read the jungle. Nice. Just say. Uh, so we also got paid family and medical leave, which is, I think, something that would only happen uh, where, when Democrats are in charge. Uh, for whatever reason, and I, and if for the Family Values political party to be against paid family and medical leave is something I, I'm not sure I quite understand that. They're against paying for it. No, I, well, that I get. They're against paying for anything. Right. But... <laughs> You have to fund some things. He, he, my whole thing, this is what I say to people all the time, and again, why I struggle with, with, with being a Republican. Your money's going somewhere. Your tax dollars are going somewhere. They could go to ExxonMobil, who's pulling $90 million a month in profit, or it could go to fund better education to keep kids out of gangs and off the streets and out of prison. I don't know about you guys. I'm I'm happy to pay taxes. You're not you're not a big oil guy. No, they <laughs> they can swing it. I, I, listen, if ExxonMobil was like, we're barely making any money here. We got some platforms that need some upgrades. Can we get some subsidies? Yeah, but they're killing it. They don't need it. You know who does need it? The schools in New Britain. That's who needs it. I don't have any problem with. Kind of leveling the playing family field. And medical we are talking about it's <laughs> it's it's not even because again, it's, so you did the Connecticut Democrat thing. We're talking paid family and medical leave, and somehow you're talking about schools in New Britain. It's caring about people All and right. putting your money where your mouth is. It's well done, sir. You want a better society? Sex education. My God, that goes a long way. The average freaking teenager doesn't know that you could have sex once and she gets pregnant. They don't think that's a real thing. That's the South. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. I, I saw, Educate people. I, it's I, okay. I saw an epi episode of Maury once, and oh, the dear. guy's like, Maury, it ain't mine. 
it's a girl. I only make boys. It turns out it was it was his. Ethan's law passed. So uh, yeah, locking it up. Uh, yeah, being responsible and 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 having a lock on yeah. things. I mean, I mean that should just just stand to reason well, that you would do that. It was it named should. after the the kid in Guilford who who was killed because found dad's gun or he was at I think he was at a friend's house and yeah. and the gun went off and he got killed. It was terrible. So nobody's really opposed to Ethan. I mean, obviously. NRA right wing gun nuts are, are opposed to any. If you're opposed gun to that, research, that's yeah. just that's right. over the line. I Lock mean, up we're your talking guns. about gun safety, right. just safety. When you have a minor in your house, exactly know where your guns are and lock them exactly. up. That seems reasonable. And again, no one in the overall scheme of things, no one is saying fuck guns. Everybody, guns are bad. Right. You can't have guns around. No, have right. a gun. It's fine. Protect yourself. Right. But do it the right way. Do it the right way. Right? Do you need an AR-15 to protect yourself? If you need a machine gun to protect your house, I mean, you're not a good shot. You got to stop selling them drugs. Probably, right? I mean, come on. You got to stop doing illegal stuff if you need that to protect your family. But you know, shotgun, handguns, stuff like that. I'm for it. If you want to protect yourself and bear arms, do it. I live not even a mile away from a gun range. I have no issues with it. Those people are being safe. Yeah. Yeah. They're practicing. They're, you know, they're, and they're involved in stuff. That's fine. They're responsible people. Well, I think in, you you have, culturally, there's there's stuff too. Like, like in the South, shooting a gun is like having a catch with your dad in the backyard. I mean, it's, it's part of... In my 17 years... Of working sports, yeah. I did a lot of SEC conference games. Oh yeah, you so saw we're the talking worst Alabama, the Mississippi, Arkansas, <laughs> Southeast Conference, and that's where we're getting all these guns, abortions, laws, and all that stuff going through. It's a whole different way of thinking down there, and it's amazing when you're when you're coming up from the north and the northeast and going down there, and and you witness that, and you hear people talk, and thank goodness I was with ESPN, because if I didn't mention those four letters, holy smokes, I don't know where I'd be now. Yeah. Uh, probably in the fields, probably down there, but anyway. Um, but it's a whole different way of thinking. I remember you were bringing up, you know, you know for people talking about immigration and stuff down there. Uh, who, I, don't, I don't care about what other countries are That's because those people haven't even gone out of their own backyards. Whole different way of thinking, thinking down there comp- compared to up here. But again, we're talking about gun safety. Sure. Safety. I am a Second Amendment supporter. Mm-hmm. I, I always point out it is the Second Amendment came after the first one because those were a little more important. This one's second on the list. That's how high up it ranks. But I agree with you. You don't need a machine gun in your house. I don't know if you guys know this, but on an army base, the AR-15, the actual machine gun, and I don't, I, whatever, M-16 or whatever the equivalent is, they don't keep those in the barracks. You check your gun and you leave it by the range. Hmm. They, don't, they don't want those weapons where they live in the army because they're like, if some psycho, you're dead. They blow away 30 people in two seconds. Well, what do you think the A stands for, right? They don't want those guns where they live. Why should we, as, as civilians, have these weapons among us? It doesn't make any sense. And I'm fine with grandfathering people in. I think they should completely stop selling those things. They are, they are, everybody who wants an AR-15 has one. 
So in, in or two or five, they don't <laughs> need any more in Connecticut. Right. So they passed Ethan's law, and they also passed legislation about ghost guns and three D printing and and constructing your own gun at home. Which that's a good thing. Like if you're <laughs> you have non traceable components that allow you to build weapons, like you should probably again. Who, who would have a three D printer? The dude right? that's got a three D printer that can make a gun with it is a guy that scares the crap out of that's me. That's right. They are clever individuals, yes. and they have a lot of money. Yes, you're not going to see a three D printer in downtown Hartford. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, you're not wrong. Right? Nope. Uh, this was fantastic. Passed with uh, unanimous support in the Senate. The Time's Up bill, uh, sexual harassment, which, come on. If if there's one thing I think we could all agree on. Well, it's true. Maybe. It, it had unanimous support. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Uh, they also raised the age to purchase tobacco products to 21, which makes sense. Being an adult, I suppose. Six in one hand, half a dozen the other. They're going to get it anyway. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. You know. Uh, police must now release body camera dashboard cam footage within 96 hours of an incident upon request. Video editor jobs available now. There you go. For state police. <laughs> there you go. Tax on plastic and paper bags begins July 1st of 2021. God damn, tax on that too. Oh, yeah. We're gonna, we have a nice day today. In the 70s, we're going to tax that too? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Any days over 70. If we can quantify tax. it. Right. Oh, I mean, t- tell me it's not that coming. That won't go to roads either. What's the, yeah, it won't go to the roads. It won't go to roads. Uh, go to Doppler. And then relief for homeowners with crumbling foundations uh, as a real estate agent, uh, in addition to all the other things mm. I do. Uh, that's an important thing. It, you know, when this thing first came up, a lot of people were kind of SOL. And mm-hmm. that is that is not the response you want from your government when you're like, hey, what about this? And they're like, tough luck. Not good. Uh, so, <laughs> so they're for you. Yeah, uh, you know they had to do something about it, and and I'm glad that they that they finally are. Well, so I saw where where Governor Lamont he said this is a fair budget. It addresses some of the issues that they want. They still have work to be done, but you look at the budget. Was it last year? They didn't have a budget. They didn't. It it took months and months to get there. So they're 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 ahead of schedule with this budget. But the budget was created by Democrats. The Republicans didn't even put forth a budget. So their argument is, well, Democrats did this behind closed doors. Democrats are arguing, well, you didn't bring anything to the table. Who's right? I don't know. Mm. No, you know, last year when the Republican budget passed, remember that? The Republican bill was the one that passed, and the governor obviously rejected it. But I thought to myself, in a divided country where, especially the national level, things are are almost at an impasse, that on a state level that— a couple of brave Democrats would stand up and be like, you know what? That's a better plan. We're going to use that plan. And and that was, look, your, your state legislators, I mean, that's the will of the people. You might not have voted for the governor, but the, your legislators, those people are there to represent you. Mm-hmm. Okay? Right. And so the will of the people was, we're going to go with the Republican budget. It's better right now. And the governor, of course, rejected it. And then they hammered out some compromise bill but i thought that was so hopeful for this country to see here in connecticut a state dominated by democrats a blue state that has some weird antiquated conservative laws in it still which is always i always thought Mm. was kind of weird uh that they would that they would make a move like that in the best interest of the state had that budget passed imagine the news that would have come from that and how connecticut could have been an example of Uh, like You know what? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just gotta you gotta do the right thing, 
And and they thought that budget was the right thing. My issue is that Republicans kicked and screamed about how this budget was, you know, spending so much money, but to not offer an alternative what kind of grounds do you have to stand on? You're like, well, they won't let us play, so we're not we're not going to do anything. We're just going to yell and scream about it. I don't know how that how that does anybody a service. It seems to me that Republicans at this point are more willing to just sit it out when they're not happy. And the Democrats, the fools that they are, because the numbers aren't on continue their side. to try to work with the Republicans. And it's like, are you guys have you guys been paying attention for roughly the last like eight, nine, ten years? They don't they don't even want to so much as budge at all. You think you're gonna work with these people to like come up with never. It's never gonna happen. They're fundamentally opposed to everything that the Democrats want to do. Sometimes common sense needs to be thought of. You know what I'm saying? And it goes along. Is that a thing? I know, right? I'm a big fan of that. Common sense. Politics. (laughs) Wayne Edwards, uh, new party. (laughs) The common sense party. I would sign up right now. We need to do things, like you said, for the people. We the people, Right. It's okay to say, you know what? We laid the foundation for this type of budget. Okay, let's tweak it, as you mentioned, you know, coming from the other side of the aisle. Let's do that. Or you listen to us and make some adjustments here and there. The problem is everyone wants to go full tilt one way or full tilt the other way with with no give. And that's not helping we, the people. And you have a lot of different needs throughout the state. Yeah. You, you, you've got... A lot of towns are different. I know there's a lot of rural towns that get angry. And we're like, oh, we're spending money in Hartford, New Britain, and Bridgeport. And, you know, we balanced our budget. And uh, it's a tough situation. It's, it's a tough situation. It's just tough. Town I mean, by town is different. Yeah, Look, you know, I live in Wethersfield, and Hartford's like, hey, can we get some money over here? And we're like, no, no, man. Well, so they Democrats passed a lot of things, but there's a lot of stuff that was left on the table. Tolls specifically big one you know they they've said oh the work is still be done whether they jam it through a special session don't know but the the public is not for tolls it and the people who are are for using that money in a lockbox and look, you had democrats try and steal money from the from special the lo- transfer <laughs> here's the problem already, <laughs> already i've mentioned this There's before no i'll mention it again i mentioned to you before we started recording wayne you know governor lamont and and the, the democrats could easily raise the tax rate on people making a million dollars a year. You can even include the 500,000 plus people, but then maybe you're, maybe you're picking on a small business. So let's say a million up, you can go from six, seven, four, uh, six, nine, nine to uh, uh, nine, seven, four. Okay. It keeps you in line with New York and New Jersey mm-hmm. and you wouldn't need tolls. It would d- literally cover the gap. It, it, that same money you'd get, that's boom. That's where you'd get it from. It can be done. And Ned, does not want to do it because, because Ned's in that bracket. Ned's got to go ding, to the country ding. club and he's got to <laughs> explain to Biff and Chad why he's raising the rate. Right. And that's going to be unpleasant. He's just trying to go to the co- the country club. He wants to get a little golf in. He wants to relax. And he's going to he's gonna have to be questioned by those guys? I don't think so. 
no one is saying that our roads don't need funding and that bridges <laughs> don't need funding. People aren't saying that. They're saying, what Correct. are you doing with the money that's supposed to be funding that right now? Correct. There's no trust in the government of Connecticut to spend the money on the things they say they're going to spend the money on. Right. Because it's always changes. So for those who, who will hear this, they'll finally know who I voted for. Um, and I had voted for Stefanowski because my main thing was I take every major highway to get where I need to get to work. And I don't want to pay tolls. And as a business owner, you, you have to come to realize that if you want money, right, without raising things, something has to be taken away. And it's not necessarily taking away forever, but temporarily until we get those funds gathered and then we can start reworking it back in. We have to go through a tough time. Sure. We have to take a step back in order to go two steps forward when it comes to this economy. But whenever you cut funding, people kick and scream of and say, course, "Oh, how can, how can you do? Oh, we right. can't, we can't live without this." I mean, it, it's yes, you can. Just you can, you can find a way. It's only temporary, but again, it's hard persuading those folks. So that that's where it helps to change either. Well, and I talk about trust in government, and that's when it helps because you had Lamont who said, "Oh, we're going to truck the, we're going to toll the truckers." Well, that's not allowed. Hold on a second, we're going to change that. Right. And that you're right, right, right. And, and it's just. The oh, give me the money. We'll figure out what to do with it later. No, 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 no <laughs> because this is oh, why we're yeah. here. <laughs> He's out of his mind. Hey, hey, trust me. Hey, let me get let me let me get let me get two thousand. Yeah, right. And I'll pay you back later. Yeah, right. it'll be sure. all good. Just whenever. Don't right? worry about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. give it to me in nickels and dimes. Yeah. <laughs> nickels and dimes. <laughs> They'll probably go to Rhodes. <laughs> probably go to Rhodes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in addition to tolls, here's some other things that did not pass: sports gambling. Nuts. Haven't been able to figure out uh, the uh, the casinos, the tribal casinos, who owns sports gambling, how that works. I mean, so we'll these things out. are give me's, man. They if should you want to get some money into this state, people that gamble, that, listen, if you want to throw your money away, well, yeah, we'll take it. We'll take <laughs> yes. it and we'll put it towards the state. And then you have the if conservative win, argument great. and say, oh, we're we're uh, supporting people's vices and, and we're just making everything. It's, it's just conservatives like, just, that yeah. vices, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. behind, closed, behind closed doors. <laughs> they don't gamble at all. No, or, they don't or gamble smoke. at all. Or, well, we don't have sex at all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh. You know, it, we, we've had Democrats and Republicans come on this show and pretty much what everybody agrees is that this state does not have a revenue problem. Revenue is not a problem here. Spending. The spending is so out of control that it, it it seems like we need more revenue that we don't. We just need to rein the spending in. And since they'll never do it, they need new ways to generate even more revenue. Well, and Stefanowski ran and he said he was going to use his zero-based budgeting. And people, oh, well, what is that? Well, in theory, we never explain. <laughs> yeah, right. That's part of the downfall. Right. Right. I, he's not governor, but you got to give us at least a synopsis <laughs> of right. what, right. Trust what me. you're talking about. I'm a smart guy. There's That's another one where let me get two thousand dollars. I got a buddy. I got a buddy who works in the governor's budget office. He's not political. This guy, he's just the numbers guy. And I, I, I didn't vote for Lamont or Stefanowski. I voted for Oz Griebel. Oz, Oz was good. I like that. I asked my buddy. I go because I was. Con I, I don't. I just hate Ned Lamont. Mm. I just. I don't like the guy. No, and nothing he could do. Nothing he did wrong 
It's his face mostly. 2006 has He's, you has you hung up. It's, I, c- I can't get over it. And his face. All about the looks. Huh? I asked this guy about the zero budgeting, and he said to me, "That is the stupidest idea I've ever heard. <laughs> it's it's it would be an even and right that I was instantly like, you're out, Bob. <laughs> Bob the Builder, you're done. And yeah. so." Here's the thing, You're though, fired. Wayne. Wayne, this is what bl- what blows my mind. What was was and Brian's going to make fun of me and, and tell me I wasted my vote. I voted for the independent third party candidate in Connecticut. He was a former Republican running with a former Democrat, mm. and at at every turn where he had a chance to be with Lamont and Stefanowski, Ned Lamont would agree with everything Oz said. To the point where I was like, I it that. just yeah. makes sense to vote for Oz because even Lamont likes this guy. <laughs> but he was never going to win. That's the thing. Yeah. No, it's that's bull. It's he could have won. Listen. Is he the governor now? For every single person who complains <laughs> about the two-party system, right. this was a, look, yeah. you had two billionaire, two billionaires with Poor ideas on both sides. And you had a guy who literally was running a bipartisan ticket. Right. And the governor, the, the guy who became governor, literally praised all of his ideas. That's not a viable candidate? Are you insane? You should have brought him on. It's not a viable candidate. Yeah, no candidate. kidding. Because he's not going to, what did he pull, 11% of the vote? Not less? even. Okay. It was even less than that. Okay. It was embarrassing. Mm-hmm. People were like, oh. My, my theory is... My theory is in these cities, they're probably not aware of the independent party, right? Yeah. So they probably think in the back of their minds it's either Democratic or Republican. One right. was Democratic because motherfucking Republicans were, right? So again, it, it goes under, it goes into the folder of you. You guys got to research. You know, everyone has to do their part to research candidates. I remember doing a Facebook post. I hardly do political posts on on Facebook or Twitter or anything like that. But I I created an image with the Republican symbol and the Democratic symbol and saying it doesn't matter which one you vote for. Just research and get the information that you need. Sure. That you need. But then again, I I mean, I'm not sure when, when, you know, when it comes to Hartford's and the New Havens and holy crap, even New London, holy, um, do the people know about the independent party, right? Do they know Oz and what his platform is? Or are they just so, you know, narrow in focus that it's only these two big political parties? Well, you also had two in the Republican primaries for for the governor position. I mean, it was such a split ticket. There was nobody really running away with it. You had four mm-hmm. or five candidates who were all kind of polling around 20 to 30 percent. So, you know, did they all get behind Stefanowski? I mean, you know, a, a large chunk of them did, but... You didn't have one specific candidate coming out of the Connecticut Republican parties to say, you know what, Daniel Malloy, this needs to stop. It obviously didn't resonate because you got Lamont. I'll say this, too. Uh, I reached out through an intermediary uh, and offered the Oz Griebel campaign uh, our assistance at Clovercrest Media Group. Oh, yeah? I was all about this guy, and, and, and uh, we ran into some campaign finance issues is ultimately why we couldn't work with the campaign. It had to have been on their end. It was on their <laughs> end. It was. Uh, they were working with a company. A, a long story. They looked into it, but I, I offered. And I don't want to say that that was a mistake on his part going with a different company, but he didn't win. 
So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Do the math. Well, and if I remember correctly, one of Oz's big issues, like you had said, was reaching voters who who had no idea who he was. I mean, there's you're the independent candidate. You got to get in front of everybody and yeah, you know, some That's people knew who he was. Any independent. People... I will say this. I I I endorsed Oz on this show. And the very next day, the Hartford Current endorsed him. I cr- I crushed you for it. You did. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, he 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 was in position at that point. I don't mean because of me, but I mean because of the Hartford Current. I was about to say I got some messages that you, yeah. for you to get across. Yeah. Just to <laughs> the Hartford Current, but still, I mean, my God, like that get was the Hartford Market. That was the best moment he had going for him, and he, he just he obviously didn't didn't uh, capitalize on any of that. Uh, some other things that didn't pass in this session: uh, Bill increasing the bottle deposit to ten cents. No one's looking forward to that ever happening. <laughs> a bill banning plastic straws. Can I say I hate paper straws? They're the worst. I know they're better for fish and stuff, but oh, they're terrible. You got to finish it quick. It's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. Can't get that thirty that thirty two ounce no <laughs> with a plastic with a no. paper straw. No. I'm a forty three year old man, and I'll be honest. I don't. I don't even like straws. Okay. Only because it looks like a baby. You look like a giant baby sucking out of a straw. Just crack the lid open and drink out of it like a man. Well, that's Just, what they do in Europe. Yeah. There's no lids in Europe. You know, I got so embarrassed one time. I was like, yeah, can I get a uh, coffee, please? Uh, coffee black. Uh, yes, yes, that would be this. Yeah, thank you. Uh, you guys got a lid? <laughs> yeah, right. Just, hey, I'm sorry. Lid? I'm sorry, sir. What? <laughs> a what? A lid. to put? No, we have no... no. Oh, you're from the United States. <laughs> How do people yeah. drink it? They yeah. just walk around balancing. No. Like... In Europe, when you get food, they expect you to just sit there for 45 yeah, minutes sipping it. on your coffee. Enjoy it. Right. Yeah. There's no grabbing it and, and go. Excuse me. Pardon me. Oh, you're me. trying to start your day with this coffee, not just hang out? No, you just got to <laughs> hang out, man. It's huh, only man. in America where you stop off, grab a hot coffee to, to go to work. Okay. Other people, they sit and they, they enjoy and they... They get some nice sun, and they get fresh air, and then they go. Uh, here's another biggie that didn't didn't get passed in this legislative session. Maybe next one, uh, marijuana Damn. legalization. A lot of a lot of disappointed folks, man. I don't. I mean, just pull the trigger already. Do what it. is the holdup? So my my question before we do pull the trigger is: How's Massachusetts doing? Great, right? As far as I know, right? No, doing no, great, no, right? No, no riots in the street. We haven't no seen riots. some big uptick in crime. Right. We haven't seen whole neighborhoods go under. Right. right. Extra tax revenue. Yeah. How's Colorado doing? Colorado's well, kicking a, ass and taking right? names. Is the more states that legalize it, you're going to see. Oh, nothing bad happens. Right. And and contrary to some of the reports, say, oh my God, the mental health. Look at all the the homelessness in Denver. We're just like no, uh, from it's, weed. It's, 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 right. Not from weed. That's right. Yeah, those people were homeless long before the weed came to town. Like, right. What to do? They should with... have started growing weed in order not to be homeless. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, that's all. I mean, if there's things that you want to get more revenue to, hopefully not spend on, but hopefully start yeah. saving up. But <laughs> gambling, the weed, do well, it. Well, and, and tax the crap out of it. For me, it's common sense. Yes, because it's there. It's happening. Right. It's not going away. Right. Tax it. I don't think it's very different than alcohol. Exactly. I can tell you right now, they are missing out on serious revenue. Serious money. Serious revenue. 
Uh, free phone service for prisoners did not pass. Oh, that, <laughs> that, that got people fired up on the right. Oh, my God. They're in jail. How dare you give them free phone service? Have they like, not seen Orange is the New Black? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they have. No, this is think where... No, that would, they wouldn't the like that show. Install number two. <laughs> <laughs> you can get it there. Yeah, I mean, what so. difference does it make? It's issues like this where the Democrats will never, ever get ahead. It's that stuff. Even, it, like, like again, because this is, this is easily boiled down to... Free phone service for prisoners because the Democrats hate you. That's what it is. Right. You're paying full price. Somehow this is prisoners MS-13's and illegals fault. free. MS-13's fault. So, somehow. <laughs> uh, and and another thing that didn't pass, and this is absolutely pathetic. Uh, Connecticut early voting has been tabled for a future session. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't understand. It's, we're not even talking about like voting months in advance. It's like a couple days. Just trying to make it easier for people to go. Well, it's out better and vote. than absentee. Yeah, I've been caught up in a lot of absentee voting. Okay. Back when I was at ESPN, because I would be away. Sure. And you know, early voting would be great. Just, I mean, it's, it's just, just suppressing another vote. option. It's just another option. The other thing too is you see that the pass-through entity tax. Yes, I was just getting there. Um, yeah. So basically, what what Connecticut had done a year ago is they had given a tax credit for small businesses to kind of offset some of the federal stuff that was changing, and it was a ninety three percent tax credit. This year, they said, "Oh, that's actually going to be eighty seven percent." So, eighty seven and a half percent. So, businesses that were planning on having a little extra money because of this entity tax, pass through entity tax, aren't having as much money as they thought. So. It's hurting small businesses because they they weren't able to forecast it. And it just kind of happened 11th hour, no conversation, just, oh, by the way, oh, this is in there, too. That's so weird Mm. that they would do that 11th hour behind closed doors with no debate because they're always talking about how small business is the backbone of the economy. You'd think you'd see a chiropractor to take care of that backbone as opposed to just having your buddy step on your back for a few minutes. That's what they decided to do. Mm. Common sense, Wayne. It all comes down to common sense. Can we get that party going? Common sense. It all starts. You need to send a message to the Hartford Current. Strongly worded. (laughs) There's a new party in town. That's right. It's the common sense. We're coming for you, Connecticut. (laughs) All right. The big finish is coming up next. It's brought to you by this great CMG podcast. Clovercrest Media Group presents a CMG podcast. Fenway Fodder. Fenway Fodder, a Clovercrest Media Group production, is a baseball podcast for Red Sox fans by Red Sox fans. Wow, this is awesome. I'm your host, Nate Zielinski, and along with my co-hosts, Raven, Nick, and his pup, Petey, we will be with our fans all season long. Uh, We have a great group of guys. I couldn't be happier to be sharing this experience with everyone. Streaming everywhere. Things are getting kind of weird down in Texas right now. Uh, The idea of a blue Texas has captured the imagination of Democrats for about a decade. Beto O'Rourke almost made that a reality. It's kind of like the white whale, though. I don't understand all the hoopla around Beto because you lost. And, And it's not just that you lost in Texas, but you lost to literally the most hated man in America. Like, universally, everybody hates Ted Cruz. Lion Ted. 
He's got the, one of the worst nicknames you could have. That's not good for your credibility. You're lying, Ted Cruz. Well, but Democrats are excited because Beto didn't get blown out. Well, he, he crushed Ted Cruz in funding, and he still lost. So here's loss is a loss. Yeah, there's a lot of Texas to cover. It's a lot of Texas to cover. I can see Austin. Yeah, right. Austin's a very liberal liberal town. Maybe Dallas. Maybe I mean maybe a little Fort Worth. Then after that, I'm tired of the Democrats and their moral victories. I don't see that. I don't like. You can't celebrate a moral victory because you lost. But they do celebrate it. I that's why I understand that. But no, so here's the thing. I think for Republicans or or right leaning people, when they see the Democrats celebrating a close loss, you look stupid doing that. That's not good. That doesn't look good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't it it doesn't look good. And and again, I, I you know, when things were happening with Beto and and Ted lying, Ted, um, (laughs) I was like, well, I don't, you know, having been to Texas, having in-laws that live in Texas and knowing folks that live in Texas, I'm like, I, I don't see how he can, how Beto can win this. Uh, because, you know, if there's any conservative place, Texas is, right. is conservative uh, outside of Austin. But then again, Austin is a, is, a, is a small city within Texas. So, yeah, claiming a moral victory you know, I think they should have. Or I think the sh- the coverage should have been a little bit different, and it's in the way that hey, Beto Rourke gave it gave it a great go. He came close. It should give some hope for Democrats, but some hope. He's still running in the wrong state. Oh, exactly. I mean, but I mean, here's here's the bigger picture, tough. though. Yeah, tough to turn Texas. The president in the exit polls after that election had a forty nine percent approval rating. Okay. Uh, an AP Fox votecast poll had him at only 50%. The president's approval rating now in Texas is 41%. Is that still the same folks, Fox and and, uh, the same polling folks? So I could see where the... Here's the thing, though. I I, kind of go back to something I mentioned earlier with with Mitt Romney was, you know, um, Paul Ryan, after... I guess Pussygate, for lack of a better term, said he he just couldn't support the president. And I thought, you're the head of the Republican Party, bro. Paul's like, yo. Who who else would you be voting for? Come on. That was like the most disingenuous. Tell me more about Oz Griebel. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, come on, dude. You know who you're voting for. Don't play that game. I hate that. Don't give me that nonsense. Oh, man was like, oh, my God. What <laughs> he said that for real? They had cameras on for real? First of all, what person in their right mind, knowing full well that they have a microphone on them, would say such a thing? <laughs> I think the most pathetic part of that That's was that the, out. the president was trying to impress Billy Bush. What kind of a loser <laughs> do you Bush. have to be to show off to Billy Bush? Oh, Get real. It's a captive audience. <laughs> Access Hollywood. Speaking of terrible so, people, Melania, uh, you got to see this episode. Yeah, it's great. Anyway. Senator Susan Collins of though. Maine, who who I used to have a great deal of respect for, she's voting for President Trump's judicial nominees, who are all anti-abortion. She's up for re-election in 2020 as well. Yeah, I've already donated to her opponent. Uh, <laughs> okay. 
Collins has supported over 90% of Trump's picks for federal judge positions, including 32 nominees who have indicated that they oppose abortion rights. I mean, they're they're not even they're not even holding back at all. They're not even pretending. And she's like, well, vote yes. That's exactly what she sounds like. That's what like, she actually. sounds like. Yeah, she's really tough to yeah, listen to. Yeah, well, uh, what are you going to do, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> I got to support the president. Yeah. But it, it it just contradicts what, you know, it's actions versus your words. My point of view on that is, okay, some might not agree with this, but I think it's my common sense kind of way of thinking. The federal government should have no part of this, okay? And I think the states should, it, it should be a state thing, okay? Because there's different values in different areas and different regions of this country. And if you don't like what the state has passed, don't live there. <sighs> that's, that's tough. It's, that's tough. It's that's a tough. slippery slope there. Because me personally, woman's choice. Sure. Woman's choice. Okay, that's her body. She's comfortable with what she wants to do with that body. And the situation, and depending on the circumstances and the situation, that's her decision. But if you live in Missouri, it's not her decision. It's not your decision anymore. Don't live in Missouri. Well, that's They've easy. passed it now. That's easy right? to say, but then you, you got to, you know, that's, that's where you've always been. I mean, I... I don't know. I don't. It's I, tricky. I dis- slippery slope. It's tricky. I, I disagree when when people say state rights, state rights, and and that's how you wind up with no access to to abortion. I mean, no access to all these things. No, right. That's how you end up with segregation right. and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. I I don't know. I, government although, should, government shouldn't be involved in decisions like that. In my personal my personal opinion, I it's think, amazing but, to me that the same people who want limited government and talk about limited government want the government to get involved though when it's their thing. Mm-hmm. If you're anti-abortion, oh yeah, and they should be passing all sorts of laws. But when the laws get passed the other way, you're like, no, that's none of your business. I I don't like that. You know, the, I guess the other problem is, again, sort of the slippery slope with the states' rights is, and I, I get what you're saying, and you're not, I mean, you're not wrong with, in what you're saying, and people do have different values, but what happens to the people already living there? Right. And, and at what point? They can't all move. No, they can't. No, they can't all move. Can they? They're just stuck. Well, I, some, some, some are stuck now. Yeah. <laughs> so, some are stuck and some are like, I don't know how to get out of my own backyard. If this is your government in your state, are you prepared to live with that decision in your state? Well, That's what it comes down to. Right? I also you, don't you, like you anything passing 51-49. That's true, too. I think everything right. needs to go like super. I think you need to be at 60%. Or uh, let the actual people decide. I've always been a big fan but of referendums. Let the let the people decide. Let the people what decide. What do y'all want? But I, I think that in in this issue specifically, letting people decide, you're not letting them decide when you say, "Oh, well, it's a state rights," and so the the governor says we're shutting it down. But you know, if it passes, like you said, fifty one forty nine. What about the forty nine percent? I mean, they don't they don't have the choice. They don't have the choice. It's their body. So what do we do? You want an abortion? First of all, go get an abortion. First of all, old white men shouldn't be deciding right. what women should be doing. Right. The, right? They've the been optics do- they, aren't they, very good they, on they, that. They've been doing that since America was formed, right? They got rid of the Native Americans. Uh, they stole R&B. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right? But wouldn't, wouldn't education <laughs> a go a long podcast. way... <laughs> 
towards alleviating a lot of these problems if you look at abortion, if you look at murder, kids joining gangs. I mean, where where do those things result from? It It results from a lack of education. When you don't have good job opportunities, you're more inclined to join a gang. You're more enjoyed to, to more uh, likely to, to commit crime. If you don't get sexual education, you're more likely to get an abortion. You're more likely to, to end up with an unwanted pregnancy. You're more likely to end up on government assistance. And it all stems from education. And these same guys who don't want you to uh, have an abortion uh, are the same people who also don't want to educate you on how the uh, penis and the vagina interact and what happens there. They're, 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 and that's wrong. And they old like, white men. They they're hear those words. And they get all blushy. And they're, oh, hey. yeah, people yeah, they'd are, be the first one to try to pick up some. Well, they're all look. They're all <laughs> anti-abortion until their mistress gets pregnant. Yeah. Well, but but, then, but that's 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 it. So people are going to continue having abortions. You drive people underground and oh, exactly. And, and people who. You know, if you if you're gonna get an abortion, it's whether you can pay for it, as opposed to having it whoever be accessible has the money will find a way sure. to get it done. Sure, they will find a way to get it done, and it's a combination of education and also upbringing. Okay, if you're if you are grown up in an environment that that is the norm, then you would have the mindset that that is the norm. You know, so it's a combination of all of that. So how are they going to teach ed- education-wise? Now we don't have a budget to add that into our education, right? So now God, everything gets... Got us into, again. Right? So now everything gets freaking... <laughs> everything is so intertwined. Yep. And it's it's crazy. I just wish that people could talk about it and, and have an actual discussion like like we're like we're doing here. I mean, mm-hmm. just just wish that, that... I mean, nothing's off limits. Like, it affects everybody just wish people could have a conversation and agree on what's facts and and what's not and just be able to to talk about it that's how you learn i i know we're getting into this thing but i have to share a story today uh on, on what happened um and it, and it goes with you know how client how this climate has changed in this uh in this country and also here in connecticut i mean it's getting crazy crazy out of hand when it when you look through the lens of me um, as an African-American. So my son and I, seven years old, we went to a bakery in Bristol uh, to pick up some, some donuts that we had ordered. So we get there, I get online, and my son is in front, and my son's to the side of me, but he's kind of in front of the coffee station. Okay. Um, so this, the, this old white guy comes, leans right over my son like he's not even there, Ugh. right, to get his stuff. And I go... You know what, Tyler? This is a perfect example of poor manners. The guy goes, "Oh no, he's okay." Oh, and I go, "No, no. I'm not talking oh. about him. I'm talking about you, because my son had already established his position here, right. and you reached over him like he wasn't even there. So the proper manners is to say, "Excuse me," right. and then we would take a step to the side so you can get your coffee. Right. Do I make myself clear? And he goes, okay. So he stepped away. <laughs> then he had to come back. I was going to say, what was waiting in line the rest of that line? Then he had to come back, and he goes, excuse me, I just wanted to get... I said, like, there you go. Great job. <laughs> nice. Right? So this is stuff that I'm having to start to deal with mm-hmm. that has never been before. 
having a lunch with a business partner who happens to be a white female, right? And then all of a sudden, some elderly gentleman comes and cuts me off in full sentence, asking her if she's okay and if the food is good. And, not, and I'm like, listen, excuse me. I'm in a conversation here with, in a business conversation. So can you just wait a couple of seconds until I finish? Until I'm starting to stand up Ooh. for myself even more. Right. Not in a way that it becomes belligerent sure. or leads to violence, but you have to I have to start standing up for myself because at some point these little these little things are starting to add up. And at some point, I mean, God forbid, if we do have another four more years, it's going to be out of control. Mm -hmm. yeah. It is going to get out of control. They're they're emboldened, these people. Right. And. I, I talked about this before, and I'm sure you, you're probably more aware of it. Almost every day on Twitter, I see some video of some white person being extremely outwardly racist to either a Hispanic or a black person in this country. It's almost every single day. I mean... I, I always thought to myself, like, I understood there were racist people. And, and after Obama, I assumed that you would you would feel a little bit from that group. I didn't realize the uh, enormity of that group. Mm. How many people are racist? And I know they they hate being called that, even though they are. They hate that term. And I don't understand why they hate that term because, again, they're so emboldened. They're so free to do it now. But when you call them a real, like, that's all you got? Anybody who does it's like, well, anybody who treats uh, people well, don't, based don't, on their race is the definition of a racist. Mm, don't, right. don't and I know they hate it, but, oh, boy. Don't conflate somebody's First Amendment rights for with with racism. Like, right. you're, you're racist. That's not, you're not. No, what what gets me is when you see those videos, hey, don't you be coming in here speaking Mexican. Well, if you let me know what the language of Mexico is. <laughs> yeah. So that goes to show you yeah, we the, speak type, American of here. the type of people that we deal with, you know. Well, and then it's Crazy. also, it's just upbringing, where you're from. If you've, never, if you've never left your town, I mean, you live a, a sheltered, closed off existence. So it's kind of like. If you've never known anything different, that's right. An opportunity is it's an opportunity to learn and, and learn from each other. It, it still is. And you know, it sucks that we're bottom still line here. is you gotta talk. Gotta yeah, talk. Sure. You have to you have to learn to talk to people and get to know them. We had uh quite the healthy debate on our Facebook page this week. Uh again, stunned by the amount of people who believe there's a deep state. Uh, <laughs> and and people who believe that yeah. and that we're a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, I'm waiting for that deep state check to come. Don't, don't tell them. This is not oh, a liberal. Sorry. This That's is not out. a liberal politics show. This is a this is a show about politics. And if you feel like this show skewing liberal, it's because everything that conservatives are doing right now sucks. Well, we've tweaked that Russian bot to sound exactly like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, You've done I've, well, comrade. I've said this before. I'll say it again. The, the, the Republicans can step up any day now. And help middle class America. They could certainly 
changed the tax laws to have benefited the middle class like they said they were going to. That was a lie. They could have rebranded Obamacare to Trump Care and been the heroes, and 30 million people wouldn't be in danger of losing their health care. The Republicans could be heroes on so many different levels if they wanted to. Yet, they choose not to. They choose to support a president who clearly conspired with the Russians. It's been spelled out by the special prosecutor, who, by the way, is a lifelong Republican. <laughs> right. The entire FBI run by lifelong Republicans, including lying Jim Comey. Yeah. Everybody's lying. Yeah. <laughs> this amazing conspiracy that, that people have dreamed up. The Q. QAnon and all that nonsense. Oh. The deep state. Get your head out of your ass because that is not a thing. It is not a thing. Well, I was waiting for the report the because <laughs> that whole thing I was reading up on. I was like, "What is this whole Q thing and the WWG one?" I was like, "I got to read up on this because I need to know what this is about." Because again, I got I got I got to know because if you know you're getting signals and shit, <laughs> I got to know what these, I got to know what these gang signs are. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And these hashtag signs. And uh, the the whole pedophile thing, I was like, wow, that that is that's it's deep. That's reaching, man. That is <laughs> wow. That's where we are. That's where we are. That's where, that's we, where are. we are. That's where, that's where we are. Deep State, brought to you by Farmers Insurance. That's right. <laughs> a conservative company. <laughs> we could probably sell the Deep State. Check us out on Facebook. Divided we stand. Uh, we'll let anybody speak on there, uh, and I'm always happy to engage and tell you. Uh, what a fool you are. So comment there. You can also tweet at us at DWS News Podcast. Uh, again, I, um, I'm always down for engaging. I think talking is the best thing you can do. Indeed. I just wish that some of the people on the other side made more sense. <laughs> because it's it's to the point of disturbing. I don't like it. Don't read headlines, folks. Don't read headlines. Do you guys? I know we've been going so long here, but I have one more story to tell you. <laughs> yeah, you know that the, the there was an article right after the election, right, that said Bernie Sanders can still win the presidency, and I looked at it and I'm like, this is such a crock of shit that <laughs> to see this because we all know the rules right. of how the election works, right. and I'm like, this is some serious clickbait. But let me click on this to see what it says yeah, right. <laughs> because I'm curious because I know this is not. This can't happen. So I click it's on it, and articles. don't you know, it's one of those articles that lets you know that you should not believe everything you, oh, everything wow. that you read on on uh, headlines. Okay. And it was great. And so what I did was I shared it on Facebook. And I've got friends on both sides, right? And on Facebook, I said, read this before you comment. How many people didn't read the article and just percentage. said, how can you do I'll this, Wayne? percent you just do Wayne? How can you? I thought you were better than this, Wayne. I was like, did you? And my only response was, did you read the article? Of course. I didn't read the article. And in the next comment. Didn't have to. Oh, I see. <laughs> Thanks. We needed that. Right? <laughs> Fact check. Uh, Wayne Edwards, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show today. You've been an absolute joy. Uh, a great media guy. WayneEdwardsProductions.com if you want to hire this guy. Uh, one of the best in the business and, and has been doing it for a really long time. Uh, a great educator, by the way. Everybody I know that knows you, uh, you're up here. like, And I'm pointing as high as I can get my arm right now. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, An absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, really guys. It was a great it. discussion, man. It was fun.
For my man Brian Forrester, I'm Joe McGuire. Thanks for listening to this week's Divided We Stand. <laughs>